Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Now, let me ask you something. How hard do you think your website works for your business? Does it inspire your website visitors from the moment that they land on your site? Does it help clearly communicate exactly what you do, what you sell, what makes you different, and how you can make your customers' life better? Does it move a website visitor closer to taking an action with you? Does it convert leads to sales? If you can answer yes to the above, then you have a high-performing website. Woot! That's what you want. Because it can not only save you time and money, it can actually make you money. A website is one of your most important touch points as a small business. It's worth investing the time and effort into making sure that this is you putting your best foot foot forward. So in this episode, we are talking to John Hollander, the founder of 5 by 5 a web design agency that specializes in building great-looking, high-performing websites. He has 17 years of experience within the web industry and has worked with over 500 Australian and international businesses to help them build amazing websites. I had loads of questions for John about just why and how and what small business owners can do to ensure that they have great looking and high performing websites that are an asset to their business. So let's dive straight in. Welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show, John. Thank you for having me here, Jane. Lovely to uh, connect with you. Yes, I'm really looking forward to our chat. I love the topic of websites. Um, And before we kick into the nitty gritty, we'd love to ask you, why website design from, from your perspective? What is it that you love about working in website design? Ah, what I love about websites, and they have evolved. I started doing this uh, almost 15 years ago, and there has been a lot of change. Back then, we were playing around with tools like Flash and uh, all these other uh, cool cool bits and pieces. Um, But really, like, the power of a a great-looking, high-performing website is it can really move the needle on a business. Um, so after years and years of, of doing this, uh, typically clients will come to us um, and they, they suffer from one of three problems. Their, their website just looks uh, downright horrible and they have this sort of website shame. Um, there's, there's usually not enough quality content on that website, which, which ultimately means that they're invisible in the eyes of Google uh, and finally, it's, it's not geared around conversion. So if they do generate the traffic through to the website, um, the website's not working hard enough to convince someone to actually raise their hand and get in touch. Uh, so when we say, when we work with clients, we, we say, we're going to build you a great looking, high performing 
website, but, but really um, that's only sort of scratching the surface in terms of the value that we're delivering for a client. If we go a layer deeper, uh, it should really be like a stunning digital presence that's going to generate more leads and inquiries for a business. Yeah. Um, but, but if we then say peel that back even further, and you know yourself, Jane, like you work in the, in the, in the marketing space, yeah, you know when someone is absolutely nailing their market, uh, their marketing, what they're doing is they are sharing their magic with the world. So ultimately when, when we partner with our clients, we help them share their magic with the world. And that's what I love because each and every you know, business owner and client out there, they have this amazing set of talents and abilities and all that sort of stuff. So us as website designers... Um, we're in a really, really privileged position to be able to work with them to extract that. And, and a lot of the times they actually don't know just how amazing or brilliant they are. So uh, that for me is the interesting thing about websites is we're able to dig into so many different interesting businesses and industries uh, and we, we essentially help them share, share their magic. Gosh, I love that. And, and I think... For a lot of the small business owners that I work with or have worked with in the past, I feel like the website and the power of that website, and I love how you have described that as a portal almost to, mm. to really express the magic. It's almost like it's an extension of the small business owner, the small business team that's behind that brand as well as the brand as, as well. So I, I love that, that you have likened that to, to something that can really bring out the magic and bring out the beauty and all the fabulous things about that business. But I, I feel like a lot of the time websites are, are really underestimated. So, mm-hmm. you know, given that they have the power to communicate that, that magic, and, and then you've also spoken about, you know, um, make a significant impact as well as drive leads and, and sales, yep. you know, my opinion, and I'm sure it's your opinion as well, is that websites can do so much to contribute to a business's ultimate success. Like yes. they're not just this perfunctory listing that, mm. you know, you tick that box and go, okay, yeah. yep, website yeah. done, tick. You know, we've, we've got the website launched, we've done that, we can set and forget now. How do you think websites can really contribute to a business's ultimate success? Yeah. Uh, so based on the, the events of 2020, um, what's happened is this rate of change has really just sped up. So historically, you know, if you had a great website and you were ticking all the boxes, it had the ability to, to move the needle on a business um, but what we were finding out there were there, there are a lot of businesses that, you know, were very successful in their own right, purely through, you know, just traditional ways of doing business. So, so whether that was through referrals or like face-to-face meetings or running sales teams or, you know, going to networking events or whatever, like all the old school sort of, you know, pre-COVID stuff that each and every yeah. one of us as business oh, owners used to it. do, right? Yeah. You know, it was fun and... <laughs> And all that sort of stuff, but really like what, what you know, COVID came along and, and it took a lot of that out of the equation. So people started freaking out. So, so then obviously the rate of change has, has sped up and these businesses needed to adapt. So when we start working with a client, we, we ask 
a really simple question, which is like, well, why do you actually want a website? You know, what's it going to do for you? And usually it falls into one of two categories. Uh, the first being that they want to you know, sell things or they want to generate new inquiries from people they've never met. Or secondly, um, through some of the more traditional things like, you know, having referrals, um, if someone refers through to you, typically they're still going to go to Google and punch in your business name or your individual name, um, research you, get the validation that you are the expert in that area before they get in touch. 100%. Yeah. So, so then if we, we sort of follow that, that through, it's, uh, you know, Google coined this, this term, which is the, the zero moment of truth. Mm. And it's, it's this uh, research that's done from a digital perspective uh, on any sort of big ticket purchase. And ultimately what we need to do as, as business owners is to have a whole bunch of digital assets out there in the world where we can rack up uh, basically seven hours um, and that, that, might, that might come in lots of different shapes or forms. Um, it may be uh, listening to a podcast like this. It may be having a conversation on the phone. It may be watching a YouTube video or some social media posts. Um, so it's seven hours of consuming content, of people consuming our yep, content. Yeah. Yep. So then we, we look at uh, seven hours of 11 touch points and they're all the things that I just described. So reading a book, blog post, social media post, all that sort of stuff. Um, and ideally over four different platforms. So if you can tick all these boxes, then in a prospect's mind, um, they should have a clear idea whether you're a good person or a bad person and whether they want to work with you, right? Yeah. Um, so then what's happened from a digital perspective is it's forced a lot of people to digitise, to create these assets, to yeah. build all these different touch points. Um, and really us as business owners, we have a responsibility to provide as much information as possible out there uh, in the world so that people get that, that, that validation in their head that you're a good person and they want to partner with you. Yeah. So, you, so, so if we look at those numbers, so seven hours of content, 11 touch points. Yep. Now, is this before they start to consider to kind of come and buy your stuff or is it before that they, but they become kind of truly aware of you as a brand and what you stand for? Like they kind of go through that no like trust process to, to be comfortable yes. enough to, to buy. It all vary from business to business and industry to industry. You know, in our instance, um, it's, it's very much, uh, you know, our, our engagement and our sales process is very much collaborative. So, to, to give you an example, uh, someone will do a Google search for, say, like website designer. They come through to our website. Maybe they look at some of our work. Uh, we've got a briefing form. They'll fill out our briefing form and tell us a little bit more about, you know, their problems and what they want help with. Um, and then we'll do a discovery call. We'll then get them on a half an hour Zoom call. We then dig into uh, their business and do deep dive through what we call a web strategy workshop, which is like a paid workshop. And off the back of that, we formulate a really detailed, clear digital strategy. So there's lots of different touch points that we've laid in there. I've also physically published a book. That book gets posted out to them. If someone takes the time to read that book, then it's a leveraged way of me potentially spending three hours with a prospective client 
without me having to spend three hours with a prospective client, yeah. right? And what the human brain does is it just lumps all this stuff together. So by the end of this process, it's, it is a categorical yes or no. So yeah. the power that we have now is uh, we can set up automated like email responders. We can retarget people and follow them around the internet on social media and through the, the Google network. Um, we can do all this cool stuff utilising yeah. these digital tools that have become yeah. available. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and that's an awesome example. And um, it, it, you, it must be noted that I did actually, I think when I went through your process of that and you did actually send me your book and I did read that, that book and I refer to that book all the time. It's a fabulous hey. book. So thank there you, you very much for that. <laughs> And there's your seven hours of uh, content consumption. There's your seven hours of content consumption right there, really, isn't it? With a book. Ah, uh, look, th that book. It's you know, it's roughly thirty thousand words from cover to cover. It's a, it's an easy weekend read. There's lots of pretty pictures in it as well. Uh, maybe three, three and a half hours. Um, but then you factor in all the other touch points that we're doing as well as part of that process, and very quickly we can rack up that time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's a really good example. Um, okay, so so you've said that you've been designing websites now. Is it close to twenty years or, or, or well, fifteen? Well, so, so yeah, the business has been going for fifteen years. I've been in the industry twenty plus years. Like yes. I, I started in my spare bedroom as a sixteen-year-old, you know, hacking together HTML sites for friends and family and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, awesome. So that's a lot of expertise, and as you said. I can imagine just how much, like I can, even just in the last five years, you know, websites have just evolved so much and the, the, faci the facility and the utility of, of websites has, has evolved and it's, it must be a really exciting space to be in. Um, when I was digging around on your website and you've actually mentioned it a few times already before, you guys specialise in great looking and high performing websites. Mm -hmm. I really love the description of that. But mm -hmm. what's your definition of a of a great looking as well as a high performing website? How would you describe that? Yeah, yeah, awesome question. So there's there's really um, I think three things that we we are trying to do here. Um, so uh, we are we want to build authority. So we want to establish you as a business owner and, 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 and that, that you're the authority in this, in your chosen niche, your industry, your segment, um, whatever, you know, corner of the market you're playing in. So that's a really important one. We need, we need it to generate leads. So um, that's, that's where basically what traffic through to the website, right? We yeah. need that, that throughput. And then finally, we need to convert those leads. So the website needs to work hard to put forward a compelling uh, reason as to why someone should raise their hand and get in touch, pick up the phone, fill out the inquiry form, purchase something, right? Mm. So they're the, the, the three key things. Uh, and we've got a bit of a diagram that sort of uh, explains this. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to talk you through that. So if we take, if we take a few of those components, so we've got authority yep. and conversion, if we combine those two, what is that? What's, what's really going to move the needle on building authority and making sure that we can then convert people? And that's the site psychology, right? Ah. So that's the psychology that goes into 
uh, all the elements of the website and they include having an awesome brand, which you have a lot of experience in, right? So yeah. making sure the brand is the foundation of everything um, that, that, you know, uh, from a marketing perspective, uh, the business does. Yeah. We need to make sure that the user interface is, is a really uh, well designed and logical user experience and people can find what they're looking for and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we talk about stunning visuals. So uh, typically that is photography. And this is something mm. a lot of people neglect, right? Mm. So we're not doing this face-to-face -face mm -hmm. stuff anymore. We need these visual assets, the, mm. the awesome uh, photo shoot of us, you know, demonstrating what a, a client experience or a client engagement uh, might look like as part of that process. Yeah. So yeah. we then have, uh, we'll, we'll go back to authority and leads. We want to build authority and we want to generate new leads. How do we do that? And that's usually from a content play. Okay. So content is around having exceptional high converting copy, uh, you know, eliciting a direct response from someone, triggering these emotional pain points and all this sort of stuff, right? Uh, we then have a video. So video is just such an awesome tool to be able to look someone, virtually look someone in the eye and see what they're all about and whether they're someone that you potentially want to work with. And then finally, having a content strategy. So usually that's driven off the back of you know, blogs or maybe case studies or technical articles or something like that. And content comes in lots of different shapes and and sizes. So then we go back to leads and conversions. So what's going to move the needle on both leads and conversions? And that's what we call having technical intelligence. Mm. So uh, a lot of that, and we're a big fan of SEO, um, you know, most digital engagement processes start off the back of a Google search. So if you can dominate your industry uh, through SEO, so search engine optimization, making sure your website is nice and visible in Google, then that is just such a massive leverage point. Yeah. Um, and then really just having some sort of call to action. So it's really around like having what we call a diagnostic. So in our instance, our diagnostic is our briefing form. So when someone say Google's website designer, there's a big fat button that says get a quote and they click on that, get a quote. Uh, and then there's like seven clear steps where it's like, tell us who you are. Tell us what you do. What do uh, who do you do that for? What does your target audience look like? How are you going to measure the success of this project? Uh, and a whole bunch more information that we extract from that. So that's just a really simple example of a diagnostic tool that when that comes through, we're able to have a really meaningful, clear conversation with that prospective client. Yeah. So I know I've given you a heap of information there, but hopefully that all makes sense. It makes complete sense. And I guess what I take from that is a high-performing website. So, that, so the great looking is, is fairly straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. If we get some impactful images, you know, colours that represent, you know, our industry and our brand and, and the work that we do, you know, some fabulous looking fonts, you know, it's not too busy. It's nice and simple to be able to digest. I mean, most people will get... Um, most people will form that impression as soon as they land on your website. The visuals are what's going to kind of invite them in the first split second as they land there and, and take all the visuals in. Yes. But I loved, 
I loved your iteration of the um, of the high performance because what that does for me is just demonstrate that a static website, so for small businesses that have a static website that might be five pages with zero interaction is kind of the lowest form or the most basic form mm. of a website presence mm. that you can get. Because what you've described is not only this visual journey that, that excites and inspires and educates people, but it's a tactile journey because you've got diagnostics and, and you mentioned it before where, where you're actually kind of collaborating with the, with the user to actually, you know, take them to the next step. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's more than just clicking a button, although you've mentioned that you've got some, some really, you know, prominent buttons there as well. That's, again, you know, one more step of, of interaction. But also the diversity of content on there. Yes. So, again, you know, it's not just landing on the various pages and getting a paragraph of corporate speak, you know, the about mm -hmm. us, the, the home, you know, the couple of sentences, the bore. Well, the about us page can be really, really um, fun if you, if you spend the effort there. Spot on. But, you know, taking it from facts to actually, you know, allowing them to deep dive and have that bigger kind of emotional um, engagement with things mm. like case studies, with things yes. like testimonials, um, you know, videos, huge, you know, huge component of the website that can be really engaging and can engage people on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And often how I'll describe videos it's almost like getting to know someone in the person like if you consume enough of somebody's video content you actually your brain forgets that you haven't actually Spot met on. them yeah so to have that you know in your digital shop front where people can sit there and and, and if we reference back to the seven hours 11 yes. touch points and four platforms if they're spending, you know, a good amount of time on your website because you've given them stuff to consume, then you kind of, that's where that high performance comes in. That's where wow. it can actually add to your business success because not only can they consume all of that content, which saves you going through it when you, when you actually speak to them on the phone, yeah. it moves them down the marketing funnel. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's a real mindset thing as well, Jane, and, and you can you can tell the people that get it. It's just like every day, uh, like uh, we'll we'll produce something in our business, or we'll we'll answer a question for a prospective client. I was like, that should be on our website, right? There's yes. a blog post right there because if someone's asking me that question, then someone else has got that question. Yes, right. So yes. it's all about repurposing content and using it to get the most amount of leverage. Yeah, basically open sourcing thing as well, everything as well. So that's a, it's a real key point. Is you know information is free now. Uh, we, you creating podcasts and yeah. interviewing guests and all that sort of stuff, right? You're just giving away everything. Yeah. Here's the thing. People still want you to do the stuff for you. They just want yeah. to understand it in a bit more detail. Yeah, that's, that's right. And I think too, in professional services where you stand to have an intimate relationship. So when I actually work with a small business client, you know, there's a, there's a good deal of personal relationship between myself and them. And that's, you know, a small business owner, that's their baby. You know, this yes. is something that they've built or that they've nurtured with their blood, sweat and tears. They don't want to just trust it to anybody. And plus, because you have to work so closely, you want to know that the person that you're going to work with is someone that you're going to get along with that has similar values, mm. that's not going to drive you crazy. You know, and I'm sure for some people I would drive them crazy, <laughs> but, for, but for the right people for me, you know, they can actually get that from my website if I 
I give it to them? If I, if I have this, you know, really closed website with just a few sentences that looks like any other marketer's website on the block, they're not going to be able to actually get an idea of what I'm personally like to work with or what my team are personally like to, to work with, right? Spot on. Yeah. yeah. I, I, look, I get that from your visual assets. So, like, when you, you reached out and connected with me, I went and had a look at your website and you've got some awesome photography, you know, watched some videos, all that sort of stuff. And, and I can, you know, the person that I'm chatting to now is very congruent with you know, the person <laughs> I thought you were, right? And it works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. The person on my website probably doesn't drop as many F-bombs as, as, <laughs> as I do in person. I'm on my best behaviour on my oh, website. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So what can business owners do to make sure that when someone lands on their website that they stay for a while? And we've kind of, we have touched on this, but even if there's like three things that you can pull from that last question, because there's a lot of stuff that we included there, but, but there's stuff that you've mentioned that is specifically designed to keep people on the website for longer. Mm-hmm. What would those specific things be? Well, so I think having a clear headline, uh, I've worked with a, an organisation called Dent um, and they, you know, their first step in their process or their methodology is, is just like nailing your pitch, right? So, so, you know, your website, if someone comes through to it and they've never seen you before, you've literally got, you know, about a second to convince them why or, or to communicate who you are and what you do. So it's sort of like your elevator pitch. So for us, it's like the great-looking, high-performing websites. That, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully someone realises that they're in the right spot. Yes. Um, so, so that would be um, one of my sort of key recommendations. The second would be videos. If you can have a compelling sort of uh, what we call the why video, why you get out of bed every day and build websites or do marketing or do accounting or whatever, what gets you excited, Um then that is a really, really powerful tool. Uh, We spoke about photography. Um, Another sort of framework that we really always work into our uh, homepages is like this sort of unique selling propositions. So these are what we call like psychological tick boxes in someone's mind. So they come through to your homepage and they're looking for these key things. So um, to give you an example, that might be like we, we did a website for a guy that makes bushfire shutters, operates out of Sydney and southeast Queensland. Um, and his, you know, his sort of unique selling propositions are he has 20 years of experience. Uh, all his products are Australian made. Uh, they're fully rated and certified to the correct levels. He can install uh, nationwide um, they're an established team and you can guarantee delivery in, I don't know, a week or whatever, right? Yeah. So we, we will actually like go and illustrate these key icons so that at a glance someone can go tick, 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 tick. Awesome. I'm in the right spot. Yeah. So that's something that is super powerful and not a lot of people actually do. Yeah, yeah, nice. And so then what about, so, so that's to actually keep people on your website, which, which is kind of the step in the marketing funnel. So when we talk about the marketing funnel, very basically the top of the funnel is, is generating awareness, the, the middle of the funnel is generating that consideration and the bottom of the funnel is, is, is actually converting that person to, to a lead or a sale. Yes. 
So we've kind of talked about the consideration that 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 that's getting them to stay on the site for longer and deep dive into your the information about you is kind of that consideration piece. What about what are the things because I feel like this is where most small business websites fall down. What about the specific things that people can use on their website to convert people to actually take the next step and pick up the phone? You know, sure, everybody everybody has a phone number on their website, mm -hmm. but that's quite a passive way to, to do this. You know, are there things specifically, functionalities or design features that will actually really encourage a website visitor to sit there, consider that information and then move into a lead or, or if you sell online, a, a sale? Yeah. So I'd even take it a step back in, in the actual journey um and and as i said um most digital engagement experiences start off the back of a google search yeah and one of the the most powerful tools that each and every single business owner has access to is google my business so yes. right and, and and it's free to use and it's it it takes a little bit of effort to go and extract physical Google reviews, there's a high degree of integrity in the system uh, in the fact that, you know, you've got to have a Google account to be able to, or for someone to leave a review. Um, but it's something that we've doubled down on over the last, in our business, like over the last three to four years, uh, we're just shy of 145-star Google reviews. Wow. Um, and, and in the actual, I was doing a bit of a hunt around last week in the website world, there's actually uh, not a lot of people with those sort of numbers. So for us, it's that tremendous social proof yeah. and that validation that you can't fake. It's yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a high degree of integrity to that. So that for me would be like that's a no-brainer for each and every single business, regardless of the industry you're in. So even if yeah. you're in professional services or uh, a very niche corner of the market, if someone Googles your name, they're going to see whole bunch of five-star Google reviews, if you can then create a massive wedge between you and your nearest competitor. Uh, so for us, like our nearest competitors were like a hundred reviews in front of them. Mm. Um, it's just like further validation that we're doing good work. We're getting quality outcomes um, and providing awesome value. So that would be one of the key things. And I know that's not really sort of website related. It's almost a step before yeah, that. Yeah, but it's a great point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so that and for me then it's, it's like how else can we layer in more social proof so that for us it's, it, it's our portfolio. People come through to our, our website and they want to see the work that we've done. So we yeah. put a strong emphasis on our portfolio of works. Uh, for other businesses, it might be, say, client success stories or deep dives into, um, you know, testimonials from clients, um, really just just proving and validating your, your, the, you know, how you solve problems in the world uh, mm. and your methodology process for doing that and then the, the real intangible outcomes you then get for your clients. Yeah, I love it. And the Google My Business, so for, for any um, biz, small businesses that are listening that, that, that hasn't kind of become aware of the, the Google My Business thing, that's, a, that's something that's completely separate to your website. It's mm -hmm. something that you just need to set up with, with Google. Yep. And 
it's actually like if someone's actually searching for you on your mobile phone, it's actually the first listing that Google will serve up, right, on the on the, the mobile phone. So it could actually be if there's a good portion of your customers that would search for you via mobile, um, that could be the first impression that they have. In fact, they might not even get to your website. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why I mention it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the start of the journey. Yeah, yeah, it's and that's another hugely underestimated address. So you don't have to have a physical address to have a Google My Business account, or because I know at one point you did need to have a physical address for a Google My Business. That, they will still ask you for a physical address, but what you can do through the profile is say, look, we we service businesses Australia wide. Um, just how the algorithm works is they they will always prioritize local businesses. Um, yeah over other businesses but there's exceptions to the rule depending on the industry and all that sort of stuff right so, okay um, it does help just to have some sort of physical presence even though you know not physically you know seeing people there or you don't have a shop front or whatever yeah 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 okay cool okay yeah that's a uh, that's a really good point um okay so say there's some small business owners that are sitting here going oh my goodness my website has nothing of that i really need to give my my website an overhaul Mm -hmm. before we start you know getting through into the tactics and all of that sort of stuff or before they start getting into to the tactics and the functionality and all of those sorts of things what are some of the planning things that before they they even sit down to to put their wish list of functionalities and design together what should they take a step back and 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 think through from a planning perspective yes so like most things in life where uh, things go pear-shaped um if you trace it back it's usually because of ambiguity so uh gray areas kill everything in life whether it's relationships uh you name it um any ambiguity uh, leaves you exposed to issues or problems so uh what i'm trying to say is uh, if you're going to embark on a website project it's about having a really clear brief and if you don't spend that time and do the critical thinking in and around what a website is actually going to do for your business, and we actually asked this question in, in our discovery process, uh, we actually asked the, the following question. We say, uh, John, um, fast forward 12 months' time, we're sitting here sipping on a latte or drinking a beer uh, and you're saying uh, you have done such an amazing, exceptional job for me and my business. What would we have had to do uh, for you to say that, right? Yes. So what what are the outcomes ultimately that you're looking for and how are you going to measure the success of that? So that's a yeah. really clear one. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole briefing methodology and process. So um, and my book actually, there's a whole chapter devoted to that. Uh, you can there's a, there's an audiobook version of that which you can listen to on Spotify and all that sort of stuff. So um, my my point there would be just to spend the time to write a brief. Yeah, 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 and think through. And I, and I think I love your point about ambiguity because um, that I think comes to the yeah the content, not only the direction and what the website actually how the website's going to fit into your business and help you achieve your business priorities. 
but in terms of the content, like the ambiguity of the of the of the content, you know, have it have it planned out what your unique selling proposition is, as as yes. you were speaking about, which team members' stories will you you tell? You know, which are the which are the client or the customer case studies that you can share that will actually help you know. Um, position your business where it needs to be and attract the right type of of customer so that that planning and and um being very specific about the content as well as as what you want the website to achieve i can absolutely see how that would be very important to to do spot on what about um what about how you measure the website's performance now Truth be told, website metrics, I mean, how long is a piece mm. of string? There is so much that we can tell. And, and my biggest message always to my small business clients is don't overwhelm yourself with the data. Just no. because we can find it out doesn't mean we should be doing it all the time. You know, it has to really relate to, to your business priorities and, again, what you've set out to do. But what are some of the key metrics that, that, that you look at for a, for a website to assess its performance? Mm. Well, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty simple, practical sort of guy, Jane. <laughs> and uh, for me, it's just about results. It's like, are you getting a response? Are people calling you? Are people emailing you through your inquiry form? Are you generating sales? Um, and obviously then you can, you can dig into those. So with phone calls simply asking how did you find us when they call you like yeah. was it did you actually click on an ad or was it through one of the free organic listings uh was it through the google my business did you click on the map right so asking these really clear questions um will allow you to just ha have a another layer of just uh, transparency around what's actually working and what's not because most people don't actually know what's working like the phone keeps ringing and they're just like ah it seems to be working yes um, so yes. then it's it's sort of like well if something's working let's do more of that stuff yeah um and double down on that yeah. um and and then while you're doing that you can diversify and you know, look for other opportunities as well so for yeah. me it's just purely around results yeah. Um, you can nerd out, like you said, on all the technical stuff through Google Analytics. And, and it's important to, you know, just even have a high level understanding of that, uh, looking at specific trends. So, you know, do, do I have more traffic coming through to my website uh, pre or post the COVID world? What's changed? Um, uh, where is the actual traffic coming from? Is most of it through google or is it through clicks on from other people's websites what are the pages that people are actually looking at so that can then allow you to make more informed uh, judgments around content because if if there may be a specific blog post is really really popular and it's getting a heap of traction then you might want to go and do more of that stuff right yeah so so that's really important um and then there's just the, you know the technical stuff so you can this is this is probably done in collaboration with the digital partner or something like that. So looking at like the load time of your website, how's uh -huh. that affecting your user experience? Uh, there's lots of different tools out there and Google's got one called PageSpeed Insights that gives your website a score on both mobile and desktop and all this sort of uh -huh. stuff. So um, there's lots of layers to that. But for me, it comes back to results. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. And it does keep it simple. Now, you build a lot of your, web, well, you build all of your websites on the WordPress platform, I, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Um, why do you prefer to work with WordPress as, as opposed to some of the other website platforms that are available? Yeah, so look, the, the sort of businesses that we are working with uh, are typically established businesses. So, you know, they're, they're usually doing, say, a million plus in revenue. There's layers to the team or working with a sales manager or a marketing manager or something like that. And what we're delivering for them, it's very much like a customised solution. So it's, it's a ground-up build, um, strong focus on design. That design then is integrated into to WordPress and we make it nice and easy for them to manage and maintain the content and all that sort of stuff. But for the, you know, a, a small business owner, that could be just very overwhelming um, unless you're somewhat technical. So there's probably yeah. better tools out there. If you're like a, a one man or one lady show and, and you're in startup mode and you just want a nice clean interface where you can manage content, maybe there's some other tools like your Squarespaces or your Wixes of the world, right? And yeah. very quickly you can get a website up. It'll do most of the stuff you need it to do. Yeah. But for us, we're doing these more customised bespoke solutions. Um, we love WordPress in the fact that we can shape and mould it to do whatever we need it to do yeah. out of the box. It's super search engine friendly. So Google have publicly said like a WordPress ticks 80% of the on-site search nice. stuff that we're looking for. Um, we can we integrate a tool called Elementor, which is yes. like a page builder tool that makes it super duper easy for clients to manage the content. They can like drag these blocks in and put in videos and galleries and testimonials yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so when you add all that up, um, that's sort of why we choose to use WordPress for the sort of yeah. solutions that we're delivering. Yeah, I love it. And and WordPress is my platform of choice as well. And yep. and I also use that Elementor um, page editor and it is so good to just be able to literally click and drag yeah. different elements into yeah. your, your page. And obviously I'm someone that deals with, you know, the content management side of things all the time, but I find WordPress to have definitely been the easiest one to get to know and, and in cool. terms of functionality and yeah, it, it has just with integrations and those sorts mm. of things, it's definitely been a, That's a the other preference. thing I didn't mention. Like there's just so much stuff that can bolt into it, you know, yeah. Stripe and you can do your e-commerce stuff. MailChimp. And, yep, yeah. All, all the marketing integrations. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super handy and it's so easy. Okay. So looking forward, what does the future hold for website design and, and capability? What trends and new technologies should we be listening out for? Yeah, it's in, in terms of the, the paradigm shift that I spoke about where it's, it's that free and open sharing of information um, that each business owner should be doing, like nothing's going to change there right? Um, What will change is the platform for delivery. And and my personal view is sometimes business owners, and this usually happens with maybe people that are more in that sort of startup mode or, you know, a smaller business is actually get distracted with the nuts and bolts Mm. and the technology. Um, And they almost use it as a, 
you know, it may be a form of procrastination. It may be not. But yeah. <laughs> uh, they like to fiddle, right? Yeah. And if they focused and diverted that energy to building their business, creating content, yeah. uh, selling um, and marketing their business yeah. rather than getting involved in the nuts and the bolts, yeah. then they'd probably progress the, their business yeah. the, uh, a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, so uh, w- without sort of looking into my crystal ball and, and making those predictions in and around, you know, like, lean angular js technologies and scripting languages and all that sort of stuff like um i don't think that's particularly helpful to your audience but um my advice around that would be find a good partner find someone you can communicate with find someone you're aligned um fundamentally with and and then leave it to the experts and then you just have the tools and the platforms to be able to go and crank that content yeah um so that's that would be my advice for the uh, for the future Um, yeah and the honest answer is i don't know what's coming i still think uh you know uh, websites will still remain a very uh relevant part of the world yeah um and marketing uh it's super critical that you control your home base um you know we see a lot of businesses that double down on specific platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or even like Google ads Mm. and 90% of their work comes from like one source. And that's super dangerous. And the fact that if an algorithm changes or you fall out of favor with any of those platforms, uh, it dries up overnight. hundred percent. Yeah. Look, couldn't agree more there. So from that I'm taking, um, so so it, it make sure you're definitely diverse in terms of how you actually so you've got that diversity um so how how you're actually driving traffic to your website mm-hmm. um outsource to the experts yes <laughs> and don't get stuck on the shiny new things don't yep. sit there wasting time and procrastinating which which i think extends not just from websites like all of digital marketing you know yeah. i see so yeah. many business owners get distracted by the latest new social platform or technology yes. or whether it's artificial intelligence or you know vr or whatever ar just stick to what you know, you know stick to to what you you do well and you can do well outsource to the experts and uh, focus on your business i think that's really sage advice correct um okay tell us about 5 by 5 website design this is your business and this is the the business that develops these beautiful um fantastic looking great looking high performing mm-hmm. websites Tell us about that and how you how you work with because I know you work with small businesses. We we work with a lot of businesses, but but tell us how you do work with them and and you've kind of alluded to it, but but in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. So I guess high level points. Um, we're actually physically based at Burley Heads at the sunny Gold Coast. Uh, I shifted up here for lifestyle reasons from Melbourne 13, 14 years ago. Very happy that I made that move, and and I guess I like to think I was probably. You know, I started that that wave, and probably pretty similar to you, Jane, in the fact that um, you know you're in a more regional location. Um, the power of this internet means that we can service clients from all around the place, which we do. So a lot of our work comes out of Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, 
Um, we work across just a wide range of industries. Uh, we're a team of 30 plus people of user interface designers, developers, project managers, uh, content writers, SEO experts. So we've got um, the skill sets, uh, but we're still a nice lean team that obviously delivers like, you know, just good bang for buck uh, yeah. and good return on investment. Um, and then everything else we've, we've sort of covered off in terms of what we're actually, you know, physically doing. Um, yeah, so that would, that would be the high-level points. Yeah, awesome. And what if we've got some listeners who are totally motivated after hearing this conversation to get in touch and do something about their website? Mm-hmm. How, would, how would they connect with, with either you or, or your team um, to, to make that happen? Yeah, awesome. So the, the best... Uh, platform would be through our website. Uh, <laughs> <Funnily> enough, <laughs> <laughs> you'd hope that I'd pitch my website. Um, so that is, if you just search on five by five, uh, the address is five by five, all spelled out. dot com. dot au. We have uh, a book. I, I wrote a book, Love at First Sight. S i t e. Uh, how to build the website of your dreams and. Uh, that is actually available on Spotify in audio. I listen to a lot of mm. audio, so you can listen to your car or when you're out walking or jogging yes. or whatever. Um, it is available for purchase through the website as well. Uh, as I said, it's got the full briefing form and all that sort of stuff on there. Yeah. Um, so that would be probably the, the key points uh, to, to look at. Yeah, awesome. And as I said before, I have read that book and I reference it all the time. I can kind of dip in. You don't, I mean, you can read it cover to cover, but also like if you're looking for a bit of inspiration or information about something, yes. you can dip into a chapter and just refresh. So That's it's, spot on. and it is, it's, it's very easy to read and easy to digest information. So um, awesome. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. John, thank you so much for being so generous with your insight and information. Thank you. And there wraps up another fantastic episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. Hey, if you are really enjoying these episodes and feel like they are helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit the subscribe button. That way you will not miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing on in. While you're there, it would be fantastic if you could leave a rating and review because this helps other small business owners find the podcast. You can also subscribe to receive our weekly small business marketing tips at dragonflymarketing.com.au and join our small business community in the How To Do Marketing Facebook group. If you just go to Facebook and search for How To Do Marketing under groups and then just hit request to join the group. So I'll see you there and until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 